Welcome back to the Inking Out Loud podcast. Uh, today we are moving into the next era of Inking Out Loud as I, Drew McCaffrey, am the sole host. Uh, Rob has moved into the next stage of his professional career, going off to be an airplane tech in the Canadian Air Force, doing way cooler things than podcasting. But that means we have a returning guest, Jared. What's up? Oh, yeah. Man, it's been a while. It really has. It's been way too long. I'm trying but to think. Got, might have been Wheel of Time. It might have been Wheel of Time. It's yeah. Or Black like Company. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But we are moving into another new series. Today, we're going to be covering the first half of The Shadow of What Was Lost by James Islington. This is the first book of the Lycanius trilogy. And by the first half, we are covering the first 29 chapters. Uh, You know, so neither of us have read this book before. Neither of us have read the series. Uh, You know, this is going to be, this is going to be interesting. So I'm going to jump into the summary before we start talking about the book. It opens with an arcane prologue featuring a man named Tal conversing with a shadowy figure before casting himself into some sort of portal or well of power. From there, we jump to our main character, Davian, a young man in training to become a gifted or a user of essence. We meet his friends Wurr and Asha and find out that Davian is struggling to use essence. And if he fails to do so before his testing, he will have the ability burned out of him forever and be turned into a shadow. He's sent into the nearby town of Kaladel, where he's saved from some bullies by Ilseth Tenvar, an elder of the Gifted. On the way back, Ilseth reveals that the testing has been moved up and will take place the following morning. That night, however, Ilseth returns to Davian and convinces him to flee, giving him a tracking vessel and telling him that the boundary keeping the forces of evil at bay is breaking down. Davian prepares to leave, but is joined by Wurr at the last moment. The next morning... Asha wakes up to carnage. The entire school has been murdered except for her. Ilseth and the other elders meet her and turn her into a shadow, hoping to remove her memory of what happened. They take her to Tol Athian, the main bastion of the gifted, and she meets a society of shadows, including a mysterious figure called the Shedrehan. The Shedrehan recruits her, hoping to find out more about the attacks on the schools and why the North Warden is so interested. In turn, the North Warden recruits her, revealing that he is collecting augurs and that Wurr is his son. She begins cataloging the visions the augurs see. Meanwhile, Davian and Wurr make their way north into the land of Desriel, where they rescue another young man named Caden. They get attacked by a Shateth, a powerful magical assassin, and are saved by Terrace before Caden kills the Shateth. They arrange a meeting with Princess Caroline, who reveals that Wurr is actually her cousin Torin. She sends two of her attendants, Aelric and Desia, to help them. The group travels from there to the haunted city of Delanis. I don't know. I may need to hear from some some audiobook listeners on this one. Delanis? Uh, Where where they shake the pursuit of the Shateth. But Davian falls through a rift in time and is left behind. There, he meets a man named Malshesh, who claims to be an augur and offers to train him hoping to get Davian the skills to safely travel back to his own time. Finally, Caden himself starts having a vision, just as augurs do, and in one of them meets a man named Alaric, who claims to be his brother, and names him Tal Kamar, the same man from the prologue. 
So a lot happened in the first half of this book. It is a long book. Uh, I, I have the trade paperback, which is like 700, almost 700 pages. Let's see, actually, what, what is this? Uh, yes, yeah, 693, it looks like. It reads it's fast, a, though. <clears throat> yeah. And so going right into you know writing style, uh, it definitely has an approachable prose style very clear writing. This is for sure in the vein of, you know, Brandon Sanderson, uh, that kind of just approachable fast clip storytelling. Islington is more concerned with getting the reader through the plot and telling the story than he is about putting any frills on the story. Um, I, I think that fits. I, I wouldn't say I love his writing style. Like it's it's fine, but uh, but it's nothing super original. I would say. Yeah, the main thing I notice is that I feel like for all the places they're going, I don't really have a good idea of what the world looks like, and maybe that's just because we're so early on. But there's not much like. Um, place description, I guess. Yeah, I, I think the only the only locations that I've really felt grounded have been uh, how did you how did you pronounce it? Delanis. Delanis. Uh, yeah the 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 not Shadar Logoth city. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, don't get me started. Yeah, we'll we'll get there in a in a bit here, but that and uh, Ilan Ilan, I think those are the only and, and not even Ilan Ilan, but like just specifically Tol Athian and the palace, like how they're kind of built back into the the cliffs. The mm-hmm. like I had a good sense of what the corridors looked like, and you know the artificial essence bulbs in Tol Athian, and then the the community of shadows. Yeah, or like but, the the stadium in what was it? Uh, t- dang it! Begin with a T. <laughs> the capital, <laughs> the capital of uh, Thrindar. 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 Yeah. 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 I think it's like um, he picks out certain things to go into detail on, um, but you don't really right. get a sense of like the cities yet. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like the descriptions of places are most centered in the visions the augurs have. Mm-hmm. Like he always goes out of his way to describe, you know, like they're in a, a beautiful green plain with the sun burning down, or it's this cavern with molten, you know, rock casting a glow, or you know, it's nighttime in a burned out, you know, battlefield or whatever. Like he he spends more time describing those scenes. I feel like than some of the like Talmiel, like I, I have no idea what Talmiel or Caladel look like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it, it's like on the one hand, I, I don't really mind too much because this is already a huge book and I feel like it may going into that kind of depth on these transitory locations may like, really drag the pace. Uh, but on the other hand, this is a book that's trying really hard to be the wheel of time. I was, and, about, to, I was about to say, I don't need yeah. him to be Jordan. 
And and yeah, like that is one of Robert Jordan's defining traits as a writer is that he really grounds you in the scene. He makes you see, you know, there are the, the jokes about page long descriptions. I mean, obviously it's hyperbole, but there are detailed descriptions of the embroidery on dresses and what what sigils are on flags and what the you know, decorations are like in a throne room. And we don't really get that here. It's a lot lighter of a setting touch while trying to ape the feel of the Wheel of Time. So on that level, I, I'm i left a little wanting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, <clears throat> besides some of the obvious similarities i don't think it (laughs) i don't think of will of time as far as the plot goes at all yeah so let's talk about those similarities real quick (laughs) i mean immediately the prologue the prologue uses the same uh formula as the dragon mount prologue in the eye of the world we have an ancient magic user uh, who is engaging in a cryptic conversation with a shadowy figure and using a lot of totally out of context names and terms that we cannot possibly understand and then ostensibly destroying himself in power. Uh, obviously, yeah. yeah, obviously he doesn't actually destroy himself in this one and and there are extenuating circumstances in the wheel of time where it's not really destruction in, in the sense you'd expect, but, but immediately reading that prologue, I'm like, okay, yes, it is very clear why so much of the marketing around this book focuses on the wheel of time. And and like my copy of this book, I got for free at Jordan con. They were literally giving these out for everybody who signed it. When you get into the rest of the story though, it doesn't really follow at all besides Delanus. Yeah. D- besides Shadow Logoth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm, a, I appreciated that. Uh, there are mm-hmm. definitely world building elements uh, around like the gifted and the tenets big time. I said, I three oaths vibes, you know, mm-hmm. there are four tenets instead of three oaths, but you know, uh, and, and shadows are like people being severed in the wheel of time. Uh, like you brought up literally on the map, he named his two, two of his three biggest bodies of water, the exact same thing as the two main bodies of water in the wheel of time. Sea the of Storms Ocean. could be a coincidence. Arthosian, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, like that's, I, and I, I'm not sure it bothers me, uh, because it's so obvious. It, it, it feels more like an intentional homage than it does mm-hmm. a like. I'm trying to slip a fast one and and copy that the way mm, sort of truth does, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yeah, because it's not the same sort of farm boys, um, you know, being sent off into the world. At least we avoid that like Tolkien esque story structure. Uh, I, mean, I, I, was, I wasn't expecting uh, magic school at the start. I was not expecting yeah, that. I was going to say like right away, I thought we were going down the magic school route <laughs> and then that was dashed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but we still, I mean, we still have a little bit of the, like 
I got strong Warain vibes from Ilseth Tenvar at the start, but it's as it's gone on, it's more like more complicated Moiraine, where where like he's the one who like shows up and sends him off on the quest, but is not as like so there are shades to this, right? Like there's the Gandalf figure, the Obi-Wan Kenobi figure, and they are, you know undeniably good on the side of the hero. And then with Moiraine Damodred in the Wheel of Time, there's a little bit of gray there where we, she's shrouded in more mystery. We question her motives. I mean, there were theories. Uh, I'm not going to say whether theories were correct or not in case anybody on the very off chance that somebody's <laughs> listening to this, who's read Lycanius and not the Wheel of Time um, but Maybe. there were strong theories uh, on the Wheel of Time forums for years about like, is Maureen a dark friend, you know? And and then here, it's like an even further uh, step along that, like taking that trope of the mentor and, and the person who kind of pushes you out into the world, pushes the chosen one out into the world. But now he's more immediately, you know, like distrusted because we find out straight off the bat, he lied. Right. <clears throat> and then who's the other one? Terror, Terrace. Terrace. Yeah. Terrace. Terrace star. I think who I think, I mean, kind of uh, reminds me of Moraine too. Yeah. Although I'm not convinced of his intentions yet. I, I was I was mm, less certain about him before the scene where Wur like sees him struggling with the knife. Like I feel like yeah. he's got some sort of magic compulsion on him where he's like self-mutilating. You know, and and generally speaking, I I feel like this is a story that is leaning on tropes and just putting a little bit of a spin. It's not trying to completely subvert them the way uh, a song of ice and fire does, and and that sort of a trope, a character who is magically bound to hurt themselves, tend to be good people. So that scene made me trust him a little more. Yeah, that's true. Um. Yeah, I. I don't know. It's and then there. So speaking of tropes, there's one trope that has bothered me because he's used it so many times already. And that is like eavesdropping, overhearing conversations. There have been multiple times where Davian or were have like, you know, inadvertently like walked by a, and a cracked open door and heard something they weren't supposed to, or <laughs> snuck off into the woods and heard something they weren't supposed to. Or and Asha for it, sure. Or Asha. Yeah. And it feels like he's leaning really hard on this. And I wish he'd mix it up a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. Like, I maybe it's because I'm really into uh, drafting a new novel right now. And so I'm hyper aware of what, what storytelling devices I want to use and which I don't. And I don't really like the overhearing conversations trope. So mm. I've been consciously not writing that into my current book. And then reading this at the same time and seeing it everywhere, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, you got to info dump somehow. <clears throat> right. You, 
I, I prefer just a more direct conversation though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, do you have any other style points? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see how the rest of it goes to see if it holds up to the wheel of time comparison, but yeah, I'm not seeing yeah, that much so, so far. I gotta say, I really hate that kind of marketing. Like on the front cover of my copy of this book is, is a quote, love the wheel of time. This is about to become your new favorite series. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> uh, like I, I really hate that kind of marketing because uh-huh. it, it inevitably fails to live up to the promise, but yeah, all it, the time. I can understand a wheel of time comparison for sure. Mm-hmm. It just, when people say like, this is better than the wheel of time. It's like, no, no, it's not. Or the like, next wheel of time and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> Like, and there, there's a reason I got this book for free at JordanCon 2016, and I never picked it up and read it until now, despite many people in online forums saying they really enjoyed these books. And it's because of that marketing. <laughs> was he, wait, was he a guest there or was it just? I don't think so. They were just giving them out as like a free goodie when you mm. checked in at registration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there. I mean, there must have been some publisher deal where they were like, Oh, this is a great marketing opportunity. I think it was right when, uh, uh, right when the second book came out or third book came out. So they were hoping, you know, people would, I thought I read somewhere that it was self published at first. Oh, I don't know. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. But then it was picked up. I'm trying to remember where I saw that. Um, hmm. let me, let me look here. Australian high fantasy novel, debut novel. Um, uh, it doesn't say anything about self-published on the Wikipedia article, but Uh, where did I I see that? I don't know. Yeah. I'll say it wouldn't surprise me because I feel like this book falls in the same kind of story feel as things like uh, blood song by Anthony Ryan and the rage of dragons by Evan winter, which are other like big time self-published books that got enough of a following where a publisher came in after the fact and said, Hey, we want to sign you and publish the rest of your books. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Um, here we go. Uh, On the, fandom wiki it said it was originally self-published in 2014 and picked up by orbit in 2016 oh oh that that explains it so orbit picked it up and gave it out at jordan con 2016 interesting yep. well hey i guess that they were going sense. for the the full deal with the wheel of time <laughs> no <tie-in>. joke oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah well so before we get into characters, I just want to like vibe check with you. Like, are you enjoying it halfway through? Uh, yes. Although I'd say it probably took until about the one third point before I really got into it. Yeah, I'm I the same way. I my main problem at the beginning was like this entire school is slaughtered and you don't care about it at all because you spent zero time with anybody there. 
Right. I I do kind of wish we had gotten the full three weeks mm-hmm. uh, before the testing. Like, I I actually laughed out loud when that reveal happened. That's like, oh, actually, it's happening tomorrow because I could just feel the authorial impatience where he's like, no, no, I want to get things going. Like, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, hey, I mean, yeah, I think mainly. I've really found it picking up for me when they reached Delanus. Delanus. Um, yeah. Uh, De- Desriel? It- Isn't that what it's called? Desriel? The, the like, the no, hardcore No, I mean, very anti- recently when they reached oh, the Del- not Shatter Sorry. Yeah. I Because I pronounced the city name differently from you. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Um, yeah, I, I started caring when they meet uh, Brashada, the like hunter mm-hmm. girl. And I need her back in the story ASAP. She is <laughs> by far the most interesting character. <laughs> I think that's going to happen, but um, who knows? Uh, yeah, like she's she's clearly hooked into the the old school, like wh- whoever these people are um, with Tal Kamar. Um, yep. But like that, that was a good establishment of a mystery. I, I really appreciated that. And he's trying, maybe this is my final style point, actually. He's trying really hard to put mysteries all over this book. Like no characters motivations, except for our main characters, no characters motivations are clear. We don't know what Ilseth wants. We don't really know what the Shadrahan wants. We don't know what Terrace wants. We don't know what Caden wants. We don't know, you know, what the North Warden wants. Like, well, we sort of know what the North Warden wants, but there's very much a feeling of we don't know the whole story there, you know. So, but I, I mean, to be honest, I like that kind of style. So, yeah, it feels a little more like he's bringing in some Game of Thrones esque politics, you know, where mm-hmm. where there's just a lot of obfuscation. So, yeah, de- definitely not a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, one of the big ones being. Uh, we're or were yeah yeah i like him shall we start with him sure or or even though he's not the main character like i i think he's more interesting than davian uh, i appreciate his points of view more davian is i mean like davian's the rand figure he's the chosen one he's he's got all the you know comes from nothing but prophesied for great things signposts on him were is is uh like i always appreciate when we get a royalty character in a story like this who isn't a dick (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he's kind of forced uh on the level of everyone else because he has to do all of this in hiding yeah like I, i feel like for a while there authors just really loved making any any character who's part of a royal family, just an awful person being like, look how bad monarchy is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I like where I, I enjoy his, his banter. I really liked the scene. Actually, probably my two favorite scenes so far were when he meets Caroline. And then when Aelric comes and sits down on the rock and like they, they bond a little bit after not Shadar Logoth. <laughs> oh, I liked the card scene. Oh, the card scene was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 
yeah, he's he's probably the point of view character whose head I enjoy being in the most so far. I'd say Asha, <clears throat> personally. Asha, okay. She frustrated me a little bit. She's gotten better now. Um, I just I want like I want a little more movement in her storyline. I I think he because she doesn't get as much screen time, so to speak. Like maybe her word count is equal to the word count for Davian and were so far, but because Davian and were are together for most of the first half of this book, it felt like Asha was just kind of like pushed to the side. And when we check back in, it's like, Oh yeah, this is going on. Um, (laughs) I'm interested in what's going on with her, but I want more of that. Yeah. It feels like, um, like every scene with her has to be a revelation, whereas where yeah. it's more chance for development. Right. Like there's, there's breathing room with the boys so they can organically develop. Whereas Asha is like, yeah, like every, every chapter with her has to drop some sort of a bomb to keep you interested in her storyline because you don't get as much of it. Mm-hmm. So not, that's not to say that some of those bombs that get dropped aren't cool as hell. Like the the scene with ostensibly future Davian showing up in her room with like the black chains around him. I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm down with this. Yeah, um, that wouldn't be terrifying at all. <clears throat> okay, here's a question for you. Did you expect time travel? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. So that was the one thing I knew about the series going in was that there was time travel oh, really? in it. But I thought it was contained to the third book. Like I, I started seeing people complaining about it after the third book came out like online. Uh, so I, I expected it to just be like, Oh, maybe like there was an unsatisfying conclusion and he used time travel to solve all the problems, but I'm more okay with it. If he's establishing it this early on. Yeah. I'm okay with it so far. I feel like for a lot of people, you either love it or you hate it. Like, yeah. Mm hmm. Personally, I love it, even if it's kind of poorly done. I just like the genre. So I think that's really? why it really picked up for me in Delanus. Gotcha. Yeah. So like, I'm, I, I don't feel like I have a really hardcore opinion on time travel as long as it's not ham fisted. Like, like, yeah, there are problems with the time travel in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Like, there are real plot holes that that introduces, but I don't really care that much. Like, yeah, it, it's still an entertaining book. Here, like, I definitely see the potential for plot holes. I am glad that there was a, a brief discussion with Malshash about the idea of convergent timelines and divergent timelines and how there are theories about why the Dreesians like never fixed the downfall of their civilization. Um, yeah. I feel like uh, plot hole plot holes are inevitable with time travel. And it's kind of like, I don't think you're ever going to get a perfect plot with time travel in it. <clears throat> so I think if you go into that and kind of expect it a little bit, it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. But some people hate it. Yeah, and like for me, it's like does it, does it make the story more interesting? Does it make it fun? And I think like I I really liked the scenes where Davian ended up back in time and was meeting Malshash and mm-hmm. and seeing 
you know, or, or hearing about his future self who showed up in the past, the two scar version of Davian. Yeah, I think there's some of the like, best scenes, like those scenes I really enjoy. And then any scenes where, um, any, any of the vision scenes were there from the past. Yeah. Um, like with the three augers that are working with Asha. Mm-hmm. And then some of the flashbacks. Um, oh, man. Some of the flashbacks with Caden um, as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so Caden, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was that was an interesting reveal. I did not expect him to be Talcamar. I'm still not totally sold that he's actually Talcamar. Because like I don't know exactly how these visions work, the the Do Doken or whatever it's called. Like I I'm not sure how real or truthful that is, but at least what we are given to understand is that the reason or maybe part of the reason he's lost his memory is because he's this super ancient, high powered sorcerer guy who fought the yeah, I'm, the, I mean, the big evil. The big I'm pretty guy. convinced. It also would wouldn't shock me at all if there's a twist and he is not for some reason. Mm-hmm. But well, I, I I liked that, you know. Yeah, I like him. Scene. I like him. I I hope he doesn't get his memories back too fast. I like his uncertainty. I think that makes him a more compelling character because he has to deal with this sort of looming specter of his past and the uncertainty of it and create himself anew. Uh, Like I, I appreciated the scene where um, uh, was it, he talks to were and was it were, or was it Aelric or Terrace? Dang it. I don't, I don't remember now, but he's like, he's like uh, it, even yeah, it must have been worse. He says, "You know, do you think you did it? Do you think you killed those people?" And then he says, "Ultimately, I don't know if it matters because you know if you're if you make choices to be a good person going forward, you know that's that's more important right now." And it certainly seems like he's on that path. Although, <clears throat> I mean, what they want to do is to get all the memories back at once with. Yeah. Whatever device they think is in Illin 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 Illin. Yeah. Where they're going. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tall Athian. Um, Whether it's like this, this wayfinder vessel box Mm -hmm. thing that unlocks it, or if there's something else they can use there. Um, But of course we have the, the requisite uh, muddying of the water where, where he, duels Aelric and and like gets really angry and, and talks about how he had this burning desire to hurt him and had to fight it. Um, you need, need a good complication of the character. <laughs> how do we know how old he's supposed to be? I get the impression that he appears like a 18 or 19 year old. Yeah, I don't think they really say like even Davian and were I'm not quite sure. Like, I think there's some vague descriptions of him being a young man, and that's mm. it. Uh, which, you know, that's... It's magic. Who knows? Right. <laughs> Obviously, time doesn't touch him the same way. 
he probably is like a um like Davian where he can jump around like the 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 portal he jumped in in the prologue that very well may have been a rift you know probably was he's probably 500 yeah. years old or something yeah <laughs> so uh let's see Aelric and Desia eh eh <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't do much for me. Desia feels a little bit like trying hard to make a strong female character. Well, and I missing feel like the point of what makes a strong female character. And like forcing a love interest for were for were. I don't mind that aspect of it so much, but the like the archer side of things, I was like, you can just let her be a a noble woman. You know, mm-hmm. she doesn't need to be a badass archer. Because um, I, the most interesting bits about her are her, like, being not noble, but growing up in a noble society and having to deal with that. Like, I, I wasn't super interested in, oh, I accidentally shot a dude with an arrow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Aelric, I, I don't know, I feel like other than Asha so far the female characters have been a little lackluster. Like I, I, that's why, again, I need Brashada to show up because she's, she's got no, potential. She yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, are there even any besides Asha and Desia? Not really. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. So, I mean, apparently the Shadrahan is the real Shadrahan is a woman. Yeah, that's true. If we are to, uh, believe layman, uh, but yeah, a- Aelric, uh, I appreciated that final scene, like I said, where he, he goes and talks to Wurr and reveals that he figured out who he was and, and shows that he's not actually just like a caricature of a snobby, spoiled nobleman. Yeah, certainly what I thought at first. And I mean, the fact that he, uh, probably knew for a while who were was and didn't say anything means he's got to be somewhat good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, his sister, not his sister, were his sister or wait, cousin. Were the princess, the princess cousin, cousin, cousin wouldn't yeah. send them if they were bad, I suppose. Hopefully not. <laughs> she, she's supposed to be a good judge of character. So, Oh yeah, there's another female character. I liked her in the brief moments that we yeah, saw. Yeah, that's true. I I enjoyed that scene with Yeah, like like I said, those were probably my two favorite scenes. Uh mm. good good character work in those. Um yeah. So I don't think I have any other uh characters to talk about. Uh miscellaneous points here. So, do you have any just like random random stuff you want to talk about? Um, nothing yet. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about the magic system here? Mm. I think it'll be better once we know more about it. Like, I think he's purposely obfuscating how some of it works for plot purposes. Yeah. But yeah, it's okay. I'm a little underwhelmed. Some, I think 
Some of the scenes that I have trouble with are the ones where they're like reaching out real fast to put some sort of whether it's like, what are those shackle things called again? The torques, the torques or like the ones where they're like holding the holding them. Yeah. Is it still a torque? The one where they make them shadows? Oh, oh man. It's, it's been so long. I don't remember exactly how that was described. Was it, wasn't it like a branding iron sort of thing? Something like that. Like I, I have a little trouble with those where it relies on them, like reaching out and touching you, you know, without you expecting it. I have a little trouble with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a small black disc that they use to. Yeah. Disc. Turn that's into the shadows. That's yeah. Not a coin. Um, yeah. Like, so I feel like this is again, it's like, it's trying to be the one power, but it's like, it's trying to be a hard magic system, but it's really a soft magic system masquerading as it. Cause like we get a lot of terms thrown around, but we don't get any real description of how it works or, what sort of functions and limitations it has. It's just like, oh, you can use it to throw around blasts of power and light and also, yeah. you know, create Turangreal. <laughs> I feel like we're probably going to get more with Malshash, Malshish. Yeah. Explaining some of that. Um, but I also don't fully like... I. I I'm not sure if he's really trying to lean into augers being part of the same magic system or just like its own separate thing that can co-opt the, the gifted magic system. You know, I was kind of envisioning the auger and gifted being like two branches of the same thing, but yeah, because the augers can use essence, but they don't have their own like essence reserve. They have mm-hmm. to get the power from an external source. Yeah, I and, feel like and that some... makes me wonder if they're just like being leeches, sort of. Then they have their own thing, and it just so happens that they can co-opt. I yeah, I'm trying to think if there is an instance where Davian was using his magic and like. I can't think of him like draining other people or creatures or energy around him though. No. Yeah. I, I haven't noticed anything like that. I, think, I feel like, like that revelation, like, like it was foreshadowed in the sense of, you know, we knew somehow there was a reason that he couldn't figure out his essence problem. But I don't, unless I really missed something, I don't think there was f- direct foreshadowing of him pulling power from somebody else. No, I feel like some of the problem is like, we just don't have enough info yet. Some of it's also the fact that like the rules of the magic aren't built into the magic system. The rules of it are the tenets that were externally placed yeah. using the magic system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Where, whereas like in the wheel of time, you have the three oaths as an external limitation, but then we also get all kinds of details about how and why you can only do certain things right. with the one power. There are rules yeah. of the magic. So I feel like maybe some of that's to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so. 
because it really does feel like it wants to be a hard magic system, but it's not quite getting there. But and then again, it might, I mean, that might leaves be a the mess. possibility for, yeah, exactly. Like it leaves the possibility for dissatisfying um, solutions to problems. Yeah. I was just thinking with were cause now it's been passed down to him, right? His like ownership of the tenants. Mm-hmm. So I foresee some maybe easy outs where he's changing them, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I think that was about everything I had to talk about with uh, the first half of this book. It's strange. Like it took me a while to read this partially because it, I just wasn't that into it. And it is a long book, but then as we're talking through it, I'm like, man, there just wasn't as much to talk about as I expected, given that we read 350 pages of an epic fantasy novel. (laughs) Yeah, I just think there's just a lot of missing info so far. Mm -hmm. But I I never felt like um, forced to keep reading yet. Okay, yeah, yeah. There have only been like a couple scenes where I've really lost myself and, and got dragged along by the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Actually, one one other random point. I big fan of the snake people. I love <laughs> the idea of snake people in fantasy. I think it's way underused. I have snake people in All Flames cast. I have snake people in another trilogy that I want to write. Like, so I, I enjoy that a great deal. <laughs> snake people causing problems. Yep. I am not sick and tired of these mother effing snakes in this mother effing book. (laughs) Uh, I have a feeling we're going to get a lot more of that in the second half. I mean, there's, (laughs) I mean, I'm assuming that's most of this mysterious force that is arriving. So yeah, I'm excited to see what's up with the blinded. It's a good name. They got, they got a cool design with the, the full face shield helmets with the insignia on it. Big fan oh, there. Random unrelated note. There is, I just found a pronunciation glossary guide on his website. Oh, all right. How does, how is the city pronounced? Uh, let's see. Locations. Where is it? Not Desriel. Watch, they don't have it on there. <laughs> oh my god. There it is. Dylanus is Dylanus? Dylanus. Die as Dylan. Like, yeah, okay. like a like an ink die. Okay. Okay. I can also were is beer, as in beer. Weir. Interesting. All right. I've definitely been saying Strange word with the whole two time. R's. Yeah, yeah. With the double R made it made me think it's like the soft mm. eye. But all right, all right. Okay, we'll we'll fix that going forward so we don't drive our audiobook <laughs> listeners insane. I was gonna say we don't have an audio listener on here to correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think like right. overall, I'm I'm definitely enjoying the first half. It really picked up. Uh, I'm just hoping that we don't have a mess of things trying to stitch together a plot with the time travel. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think for me, the jury's still out. Uh, it's it's certainly not like the best new thing I've read in a while. Um, but I I was I had some trepidation going in. Uh, I know some people on Discord when they heard we were going to be covering this were like, "Oh man, I think Drew's going to hate it." Uh, <laughs> so, but I, <laughs> is I that because hate they I, hate it or because so they know you? <laughs> uh, I think it's because they know me, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, I, I they may they may have me pegged as more critical than I am. I mean, I am critical. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> yeah, I'd say uh, I, I know I got that reputation where over the last few years, Rob was the one who's usually more willing to overlook flaws in stories because they're cool. You know? <laughs> yeah, I probably lean more the Rob way. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think that brings us to the end of our main discussion. But, of course, we have a little final draft to talk about. Are you drinking anything fun, Jared? Oh, that's right. Uh, yes, I am. I'm actually trying something new today. Well, not new type, but... Um, so I have one from Barrio Brewing Company today. So they're in Arizona. And this one is a Tucson Blonde Ale. All right. Apparently won the 2018 North American Brewers Association Award silver medal. Mm. Always a good sign. <laughs> yes, very good. It's a solid beer. Yeah. Uh, not themed, but you know, what are you gonna do? Got to do what you got to do. When you're when it's summer in Arizona, you got to drink. Uh, you know what's going to be refreshing. Not necessarily. Not that that scares me away from stouts. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Love it. Well, I am drinking a uh, non-alcoholic brew from Athletic Brewing Company. This is their, they call it a light copper. It's Cerveza Atletica. Uh, It's really a a Vienna style, um, Vienna lager, uh, non-alcoholic, but it's good. Uh, I've tried a few different things from athletic brewing, you know, as I've been going through my, uh, non-alcoholic phase. And this is probably my favorite one. Are they in Colorado? Uh, they're available all over Colorado, but I think they're from California. Let me, looks like they have a location in Connecticut and a location in California. Hmm. So, okay. uh, yeah, but of course I do have a themed beer to talk about. This is one that I do not have on me because I, I drank it already uh, years ago. Actually, let me, I, I can check in on untapped. I drank this uh, on April 13th, 2021. Uh, it is a crazy uh, barrel aged stout from crooked stave brewing company in Colorado. Uh, it was a, a blend of bourbon barrel aged Imperial stouts aged for, I think it was 36 months in heaven Hill and angels envy barrels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I remember it being extremely barrel forward. Like it was very boozy 13.8%, but it had this like really nice grain sweetness to the finish that helped balance out the, the heavy alcohol flavor. Uh, I rated it, Highly, I give it a 4.5 out of 5 on Untapped. I don't hand out 4.5s super often, so that was a that was definitely a good rating. Uh, but this one is called Gift of Time. Of course, of course. Yeah. All right. One of these. <laughs> one of these times, I gotta try and 
uh, compete with my themed beer. <laughs> I feel like you're going to be able to find some good ones. Like there are so many, you know, capitanim words in this series that like mm-hmm. there's got to be beers out there. Yeah. Like I, yeah. And there's some so. good selections here in Arizona where you can go like sort sort through things. So. Right. Yeah. Has okay. I have to say, has the streak remained with a themed beer? Yep, since episode two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So now some of them have been better than others. Uh, a few of them have been, <laughs> stretches, been stretches, but I've always found <laughs> something. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like some of my best were definitely on like the Stormlight and Wheel of Time episodes, um, but I've had some really good ones here and there on on other other things. Yeah, but I believe that brings us to the end of this episode. This has been episode 184 of the Inking Out Loud podcast. Uh, Next up, we're going to be continuing on through The Shadow of What Was Lost, finishing the book. As always, if you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash inkingoutloud. Get access to, you know, bonus episodes, monthly newsletter, uh, original fiction written by mostly myself. Uh, probably going to be all myself now, unless Jared writes something or, or we have a, an occasional guest story. Uh, but, but yeah, that, that support on Patreon really does go a long way to, you know, keeping this podcast going, keeping the lights on, paying for our fancy tools for editing and, uh, and recording. So please check us out there and consider supporting. As always, I have been your host, Drew McCaffrey, and with me is my special guest, Jared Livingston. Oh yeah, glad to be back. I don't I don't have a, a ludicrous <laughs> uh, title for you like Rob did. Maybe I'll have to resurrect that. <laughs> I mean, I can come prepared next time. <clears throat> yeah, the, but I don't think it counts supreme, if I come up with Supreme it. Overlord Jared, Jared <laughs> Livingston. I'm pretty sure that one was already used, but, uh, nice. but yeah. We'll, we'll figure something out. Got you. So check in next week to see what uh, what crazy title Jared has. <laughs> uh, but as always, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.